let me read something that just got texted to me I want to share with you. I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die cast has been set. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I am finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarf goals. I no longer need prosperity, position, promotions, plaudity, or popularity. I don't have to be right first uh, first, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith. Lean on the presence and walking by patience and uplifted by prayer and labor by power. Uh, my pace is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way rough. My companions are few. My guide is reliable and my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, deluded, delayed, I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table with the enemy, ponder, pander at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I've stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I must go until he comes, uh, till I drop, preach to, to all who know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognize me. My banner will be clear. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Oh, that's powerful. Rise with me and we'll get to praying. Lord, uh, there's a lot to do today and there's a lot to celebrate. We start by celebrating you and your goodness. Uh, Lord, we just would ask today that you would help us continually be the laborers that you've called us to be. Uh, and, and Lord God, to not be popular, uh, but Lord God, to be popular with you. Uh, we pray today for all those who are watching the broadcast uh, and all those who need to know the way to heaven. We pray that they get all that from this word. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So go ahead and applaud the Lord that we get to celebrate Labor Day the weekend. Go ahead and be seated. Uh, out of Exodus, we're going to talk about labor. We're going to talk about rest. You have, to have, uh, you have to have both in order for this to work. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath. Say that with me. The seventh day. To the Lord your God, and on it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock or a sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Amen. So the goal here, uh, what God wants you to do is remember the set, uh, Sabbath, set it aside so you can worship the Lord. Uh, any work that's done on the Sabbath, God's not going to bless. I'll just cut to the chase uh, because the day is set aside for him. He can do more days. 
He can do more things in your life in six days than you can in seven. And he can do more with 80% of your money than you can with 100% of it. Who am I talking to now? Uh, Amen. So I wanted to shore that up with what he said uh, out of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Um, So this is all about resting and recharging and being motivated. Um, So here it is. Come to me, all who are labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And I want you to bring the lights down a little bit up there, Mike, because I want to talk to somebody that's heavy laden and has, a, has an issue today, has a, uh, an issue uh, in their life. Finding rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, when you got out of bed this morning, you'll end up with partnering uh, with somebody or another. You'll have a conversation with somebody or another. Make sure that you yoke up first with Jesus Christ. And, and as you go along the way, there's nothing, watch this class, there is nothing that you and Jesus can't handle together. And it doesn't matter what it looked like, what it was yesterday, or, or what you think it's going to be in the future. If I stay with Jesus and I do what he tells me to do, the fight is his, and I don't have to fight anymore. All I have to be is obedient. Amen? Remember, he didn't call you to be successful. He called you to be obedient. And, and if you think you can be obedient today, listen to this. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, I just want to pray that everyone is rested and recharged. And I pray above all things today that they're motivated for the cause of Christ. I pray that they understand, Lord God, that you have made the Sabbath and we are to honor it. And that's what we'll do today. And I pray, Lord God, that they understand, your church understands, uh, that it is so vitally important, especially this day and age, that they support the work of your kingdom here and now. And we will be able to see that forever. So, Lord God, as the basket passes us by, let us know that we need to be a contributor to your kingdom. And that's what you've called us to do. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let the basket come by. Applaud the Lord. We're going to get into some Labor Day stuff. Amen. Let's turn the uh, lights back up and go into Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Now I got to tell you, I like, um, I like celebrating a lot. And I think every celebration should have food uh, at the event. I just, I think it's a way of really, I think it's really a, a way of enhancing the event itself. I mean, the event can be not that great, but if the food is good, it's good. So I'm going to tell you about our camp meeting at the farm yesterday. So we had everybody out and uh, all the people out at the, uh, in the, uh, when we worship out west. I said, let's have a roundup there. So we had, a, we had a big camp meeting out there, and everybody brought food. And uh, Pastor Aaron barbecued bratwurst, hot dogs, and hamburgers. And they were, they were as, just as wonderful as they could be. So I always taste test uh, for the church. To make sure that it's edible so nobody gets sick. Uh, so I start right off with the hot dogs and I baptize them in mustard. 
I was eating one. I, it was so good. I thought, well, and so we're eating like at 4 o'clock, and I'm preaching at 5, Chris, and I got to make sure I get enough food in so I have the energy to do the job at 5. Well, I'm holding on. I'm only halfway there. <laughs> so then... Uh, so, so then I'm like, you know what? So I ate like two on a bun. And then like, if you're like worried about carbs, you're like, well, I'll just grab one and just eat it without the bun. <laughs> so I had to throw that family in there too. So I just ate the next bratwurst without the bun. And then I looked over at the sweet table and it had brownies and gooey butter cake and all the stuff that's there. And I was like, you know what? I can't forget about these guys over here. They'll feel left out. <laughs> so I go over there and I eat some gooey butter cake and I had one square and it's just like a Doritos. You can't just eat one. So I went back and I ate another one. And I go, two is, say it with me, two is my limit. Say it with louder than that. Go, two is my limit on the gooey butter cake. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm eating my bratwurst. And my niece comes by, uh, Jessica, and she says, Uncle Pat, you want the rest of my gooey butter cake? I'm like, no way, man. I'm cutting it off. I'm eating a bratwurst right now. I'm getting ready to preach. And she just helped. Holds the fork there. <laughs> and you know what I did, didn't you? I ate the gooey butter cake with the bratwurst. So what a celebration. Applaud the Lord for great food and great friends. <laughs> Amen. So Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 14 and 16. And I got, a, I got a, a wonderful stat for you today as we're preaching that will help bring this message all together. So if I haven't told you about Labor Day, so Labor Day is a, is, is a national holiday, uh, and they, they erected uh, Labor Day in honor of the working man. So you're the working man, so I told you that you uh, to applaud your neighbor for all the hard work. So back in the 1800s, uh, the labor force was very vibrant, and people worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Even kids worked back then. So there was some labor disputes and the unions were developed and all this kind of stuff. So we ended up having a day of rest for all the people who labor in the country. And I think that's a great idea. So I applaud all the brothers who uh, thought of that idea. And I think it's a great idea to remember all the hardworking Americans. Amen. Amen. So this message is, is uh, I think it's very timely. So go with me into Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 14. Now, I'll read these two verses, and we'll go back and talk about them. The Apostle Paul says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And light's going to be important in this message as well. Holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So here's the word of the Lord, amen. And let me tell you, we're going to be talking about vain in this conversation as well. And it's not the Carly Simon song, You're So Vain. Remember that song? You're so vain. Don't sing that. Uh, vain, vain in that text means conceited or full of self. What, whether, what, what, what the Apostle Paul's telling the church uh, here in Philippians is useless. Vain in this content means to be useless. So I want to give you a stat that will help get this thing kicked off. So I just took a, I just, just took a year. I just thought, well, let's, let's back up a couple of years, and we'll just kind of, I'll just look. And it's something you can Google. So remember that facts are friends. In 2019, Terry, there was 157 million people that were working in America. 
Sound like a lot of people, right? It sounds good. We're working. All right. In 2022, there's 133 million people working. That's 27 million people less working today than was working three years ago. Now, regardless of how they got there, that's, I, I don't want to cue on how we got there or whatever it is, you know, or, or, or anything like this. But we're, we're 27 million, 27, I'm not talking about jobs. I'm not talking about jobs. There's jobs everywhere. And there's, I think there's like 11 million jobs available right now as we speak. But there's 27 million less people working now in America than there was three years ago. I know you're stunned just like I am because you're speechless. So that's 27 million people who just decided not to work anymore. And I thought about that and I thought, you know what, if we're, I wonder at this rate, so let me tell you the stat and how this is going. Just, uh, just a month ago in July, this number grew 199,000 people in one month that didn't want to work. So we're going at a deficit of almost 200,000 people a month who don't want to work anymore. Boy, this is really quiet. So I thought about that, and I thought, well, Labor Day was designed for people to be off one day throughout the year where we could celebrate labor. And at this rate, if we keep going like this, they won't have any reason to have a Labor Day. They think Labor Day is 365 days out of the year. Two, uh, just, just one month ago, 30 days ago, there's 200,000 people that decided not to work in one month. This is a problem. God wants his church and his people to work hard regardless if somebody's mailing you money or not. He still wants you to be a, uh, he still wants you to be a giver in the society. Amen. Oh, you're not believing it. You said something. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, if, if all these people aren't working, I wonder how they get their money, and we know that they get it however they get it, and I wonder how they're going to get it, and I figure, well, they'll probably just tax you more. So the people that they're going to tax are the people that work more, amen? amen? But we know that God can handle all those things, so I thought I'd bring that stat to you, and I know it's a little bit alarming, but if you're laboring for the Lord, you won't have to worry about your job. He'll take care of you. But I can promise you one thing for sure. Biblically, God cannot bless slothfulness. Turn with me into Psalms 127, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. So we're going to talk about this just a little bit more and talk about Labor Day. And it's a a great day to get together and celebrate with your family and friends and and just kind of exhale. That's, That's really what... That's really what the Sabbath is about. It's just kind of exhaling and, and, and enjoying the fruit of your labor. You need, to, you need to do that to get your mind to recharge. You need to, to relax. You need to celebrate with your family, celebrate with your friends, have people over and stuff like that. Amen? Here's what he says, uh, and I believe Solomon wrote this out of Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. So there we go. We talk about useless again. Say useless. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. 
useless. So here we clearly see whether it's Old Testament or New Testament. If God's not involved in your money, he's not involved in your work, it's all useless. Regardless, we don't get more money by spending more money. When you spend all you got, you ain't got any anymore. Verse 2. It is in vain, say useless, that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And I don't know about you, but the mental illness in the United States of America is at an all-time high. And I believe that the only true remedy for it is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. He will give you that. He'll give you all the things that you need. And, and um, I want to I talk to you for just a second. I want you to just close your eyes because I want to pray for everybody that's watching. Uh, and then we'll end up in the uh, uh, Sermon on the Mount here in a second. I want you to close your eyes. And Mike, just bring the lights down for just to say I want to pray for everybody that has problems sleeping, that is anxious or struggles with anxiety. And you can keep your eyes closed and just raise your hand if that's you. You got an anxiety issue. I can't sleep and my mind's racing and I got things going on. Father God, their hands are raised and you see all these who are anxious and they, they struggle with sleep because they have so many things on their mind. And I pray that you restore their sleep to sweet sleep um, and, 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 and fill them with your Holy Spirit uh, and let them get rid of uh, being anxious. And pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's bring the lights back up. I want you to listen to this for just a second. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. So while we're teaching our kids to work hard, make sure that you tell them to work hard for the Lord. Make sure that they're taking care of the Lord's kingdom first. We don't need to build our own kingdom first. We need to build God's kingdom first. When you build God's kingdom first, he'll take care of your business. But God has always got to be first in our lives, church. Can I get a witness in the house? It don't work any other way. It don't work any other way. You've tried it the other way. That's what brought you to church. Amen? Um, go with me into Matthew 5. We'll just get into it, and I'll talk to you about the, the rest of what I had on my heart today. So, obviously, we're back at the Sermon on the Mount. And so, uh, I'm going to try to envision, have you guys envision something. So, uh, let me walk out of frame here. Hold on for just a second. Pretend this, just, this is a lantern. Say lantern. Okay, just you got to just pretend I don't have a lantern. So at my farm, we had a, we had a service at the farm, and I put uh, lanterns on every table there. There was a, there was a lantern on every table that was there, and it was part of my message. So it's part of my message here, but uh, I didn't bring a lantern, so just pretend that that's a lantern, and that's that's a good looking one too. So if you don't know what a lantern is. Uh, it's a lantern is a is a lamp that has a glass shade on it, and underneath is a container that has like coal oil in it or uh, lantern oil in it, and then there's a wick that goes down 
inside of the of the of, of the lantern, and you can light the wick, and then on the side, if you remember, you can turn the dial up a little bit, uh, and and then bring it back. If it smokes too much, then you bring it back down just enough to where it's just perfect. And if you know what I'm talking about, say Amen. So I, I set a lantern on everybody's table, and uh, I'll be real honest with you, they still work. Um, and I wanted to read them this scripture out of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. So here's a sermon on the mountain. He talks about being a laborer, and he basically is talking about being a laborer for him. And uh, here's, how he's, here's how he starts, 514. He says, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So just let this, let this roll through your mind and just be thinking about this and, and maybe just concentrate on the lantern. That's what I told him to do yesterday. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, say it with me, in the same way, listen to this, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. You remember that song uh, in Sunday school? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then we could go on and on, but uh, uh, I know you're glad that I quit. But I wonder why we sung those in Sunday school. Are they just kind of like silly kid songs? No, they're actually songs out of the Bible. They're, they're songs out of, out, of, out of God's plan for all mankind, from the smallest little people to the largest people. You know, and I think about all those little lights. So that we had a we had a pie. I don't know how many kids were at my farm yesterday. I think there was about nineteen or fifteen or whatever. It was like a, a short people and a short human being invasion. And can I just tell you? I I, I got this is a sidebar. So kids are still kids, regardless, even if it's in the age of uh, uh, electronics. No, there's, there's no electronics really at the farm at all. So the kids all get to the farm, and I have, a, I have a hedge apple tree over yonder. And the kids were all under there, and they were, they were enamored that there were hedge apples just laying on the ground. They're like, oh, man, they're up there in a tree. All the kids that were there at church were over at that tree trying to knock some down. And, and they got innovative, and they, they went and they got a stick. Another one got a bigger stick, and they were shaking the tree. They were doing all kinds of stuff. I said, look at that. And they were entertained for hours over there, out in the weeds and all kinds, knocking hedge apples up. They thought that was the neatest thing in the world. It was a game they've never played on Atari or PlayStation or anything. They go, man, this is awesome. Being out. There's stuff that grows on trees. They're not hitting it with... Just swinging sticks around. We don't always have to be inside to enjoy ourselves, do we? It's kind of it's watch this class. It's kind of neat sometimes just to just to let stuff happen. 
That's, that's God's light shining through all those little kids. And each one, each one represented a, a, a certain life and a, and a certain perspective on life. And they, I'll tell you what they really brought to the farm yesterday was a lot of hope. That kids still are creative if you'll, if you'll just let them go and quit trying to wrangle them in and worry about if they're hurt or stressed out or whatever. There wasn't any of them that were stressed out at all. We couldn't get them to leave. I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, holy cow, they're going to spend the night, Dad. But people are people when we can just strip away all the pomp and all the stuff, isn't it? Amen. Let's go back to the let's go back to the to, to the lantern. So it says you're the light of the world a city that cannot be hidden. So I thought about that and I thought about the the light and the lamp and uh not putting it under a basket and we're supposed to let our light shine. So before we get into the, the Lord's Supper, I want to ask you to rise with me if you would because I want to I explain to you what, what a light is, whether you're big or little or whatever. But we'll just pre- let's keep pretending since we're living in a world of pretend. We might as well pretend that this is a lamp and I'm skinny. So let's do the both. I mean, if we're going to dream up and just tell stories, let's go ahead with the whole deal. And you go, boy, that's quite a stretch then, isn't it? So, Mike, bring them down just a little bit more. So, and, and I, want to, I want you to listen to the whole story here. So, here's this lantern, and I'm sitting in there, and I'm praying. And I said, God, what do you want me to tell these people? And he said, grab your lantern and, and, and set them on all the tables. And uh, my friend gave me those lanterns. His name's Pat Brennan. He gave me uh, the lantern so I could decorate my bunkhouse. And I set them out there, and I said, guys, I want you to understand that those, those lanterns represent light. And everywhere, um, everywhere that I would bring my lantern, all the darkness, I don't know how far a lantern really reaches, I don't know, seven foot, ten foot, whatever, anywhere I brought the lantern, Steve, the darkness left. It was, it's the neatest thing in the whole wide world, so I, the darkness, everywhere I carried my lantern, all through this, all through this journey. And I went to Sunday school classes when I got saved, and I didn't understand the whole thing. And I and I heard the "Let this little light of mine shine." I heard, I could hear kids singing it, but everywhere the kids go, and everywhere the adults go, and everywhere the grandmas go, and they carry their lantern everywhere they go. The darkness leaves. They they leave. The darkness leaves. And if we get a bunch of people that carry these lanterns, uh, it would be illuminated all over the world. And, and you can start, Miss Carol. I want to tell this story here, and then I'll, I will get you ready for uh, um, the the Lord's Supper. I remember when it first started out in the ministry, and I and I didn't have a lot of other lights around me, a lot of supporters, but not a, not a whole lot of lights. Because when you start out, nothing starts big. It's just God wants to see if you'll carry the lantern wherever you go. It seems it kind of they're silly. It's silly. Mrs. Cope, a lantern, and nowadays time would seem silly that he would break that out. But then God revealed something to me very important. He says that that oil, Chris, that's in the lantern is my Holy Spirit. He said you have to have oil for the, in order for the light to shine. So he said if you'll carry your little silly lantern around everywhere, I will bless it. I'm just going to tell you what I told the last church. And I went, 
and me and my wife and, and some of you guys who were in the, in the ministry with me when we started back there, we took our little lanterns everywhere we could go, everywhere, into bars and jails, prisons, and didn't, didn't know the plan, didn't know what to do when I got there. He just said, carry your lantern in there when you go in there. And, uh, and, and, it, and it was going to these different places. And some of the places we went, I'll be real honest with you, some of them were pretty dang scary. But he said, take it in there anyways. Isn't that the way life is anyways? I mean, sometimes you're a little light. You go, man, what difference am I going to make? Well, we all get the lanterns together, man. We, this is a, I, I tell you what, man, you get all God's people that have Bible with the lanterns. It can turn into the, to the biggest light on the hill you've ever seen, whether it's here or out west or up north. But it'll take you, and this, and, and this is where you come in. This lantern that I'm speaking of is you. And it don't have to make sense. It's just a, oh, that's a silly lantern. Isn't that cute? He brought lanterns out for every table. Isn't that silly? Nobody would use a lantern anymore. That's silly. We got, we got flashlights on our phone now. That's silly. Don't use that. Isn't the Holy Spirit kind of old-fashioned, really? Just kind of old-fashioned. Oh, you're one of the... You'll hear people talk as, as the days get wickeder and, and, and more wicked. You'll hear people downgrade Christians more and more. They'll call you funny. Oh, they're one of them. They're one of those guys. They're one of the lantern people. We're one of, we're one of the, you silly, you silly, you're one of the lantern people. Yeah, I am. Guilty of that. I'm a lantern guy. I'm guilty of being a lantern. And if you'll carry that silly little lantern everywhere you go, God will bless everything that you do. But you have to tell him, God, I'm willing to go anyways. No matter how silly it is. And and, uh, anyways, I remember one of the last places I went. I went into this prison. And when I went in there with my little lantern, and you go through the bubble, then you're in the general population. And you look just like everybody else in there, except you got the lantern. As I watch this class, as I was walking across the yard, say it with me, I had the lantern. And then when I was down there in the church, I had my lantern. And God protected me on the way there while I was there and when I left. And to this day with this silly little lantern, the most powerful force in the universe called the Holy Ghost. Pastor Jay, I just take it anywhere and everywhere all the time. Here comes, the, here comes those silly Christians again with their little lanterns and their Sunday school songs. Silly people. 
God used silly people like me and you to change this whole world. And the Holy Spirit is never going to go out of style. Sometimes some of the things that we undertake with Jesus Christ are almost, Roxanne, they're just too big to even imagine. You go, how am I ever going to do that? Here's the deal. If it was something that you could do on your own, you wouldn't need God. God's looking for people who want to graduate this Labor Day weekend to be a dreamer. I want want to dream of, watch this class, I want to dream of some crazy stuff. But you got to have the lantern lit. You just have to, you have to just kind of jingle that in those dark places. And I've talked to some people that are in this service right now. I said, if there's somebody in there that's trying to put your light out, get away from them. Somebody's trying to talk negative over you, get away from them. Hey, you got, you got to get away from them. They'll try to, they'll try to snuff out the wick. They'll try to steal your light. Oh, you and that silly light, you and that silly dream. You, oh, you want to have a perfect family? You're dang skippy, I do. Amen. You don't need to be hauling water for the enemy. I'm going to carry this, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine everywhere I go. So here's the call and the charge today. We're getting ready to partake in the Lord's Supper and Brother Mike's going to be praying for you. I want want to just put it this way. The reason we celebrate the Lord's Supper is so we can remember what He's done for us. It's, it's It's like getting on steroids. It's like getting a spiritual steroid shot. And I just remember what Jesus did for me. And when he died, he said, it is finished. And you go, well, what does it mean it's finished? That everything that needed to be done to save you and you and you and everybody else in this world and you out there that's watching the broadcast, has been done. All you got to do is accept it. You don't have to understand it. You have to accept it. Oh, I'm mowing your lawn now. You know, I'll use Jeremiah one more time. This young man at North, he was at my uh, camp meeting yesterday. What a great kid. Born again, Jimmy and Kelly Stanford, it's, it's their nephew. Got saved and excited on fire. You remember I told you a 23-year-old bought a cross. He said, Pastor Pat, I bought this to show you my newfound faith. And, I, and when he was at the farm, I said, Jeremiah, did you sign up for the men's retreat? He said, uh, no, I haven't signed up, but I'd like to. And, he's, and he just got a job. Praise God for that. Just got a job. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to tell my boss that I need to be off. That, that, I'm going to tell you something. That boy is going to go somewhere. He's going to go somewhere. He's, he's dedicated his life to serving Jesus. He's going to let that little light of his shine. And I love that young man for what he did and just his spirit. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Jeremiah a couple of weeks ago. And he wasn't even embarrassed. He didn't, he didn't even worry about who was there. He just ran for uh, from the back of this. He was sitting all the way at the back, and he ran all the way up to the front. 
and I got him a Bible and all that. I wonder if there's any Jeremiah's in the church today who would just go, you know what, man, I'd like to let my light shine today. I'd like to be born again. I'd like to be like Jeremiah. Isn't it nice to be young? 23. My goodness, I got socks older than that. <laughs> you can do anything when you're 23. You can be born again. You can have a great job. You can have a great family. But it all starts with Jesus. Amen. 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 So I'm going to pray for all you guys today. And I want you to be thinking about when Mike opens that, that precious Bible and he starts talking about the Lord's Supper. Remember, Jesus did this for me. Make it your Jesus today. Have you been saved by the blood of the Lamb? Is your light still shining or has it gotten a little dim? I want to talk to somebody if it's got a little dim. Come up, we won't pray for you. Go, you know what, Pastor, I'll be real honest, I ain't even been using my lantern in a while. It's like anything you ain't using in a while, you can get rusty. One, two, three, I just want you to come out from your, from your pew and just say, my, my lantern... I haven't used it much. I haven't been walking around with it, uh, illuminating dark places. That's me. I want, I want God to fill, I want him to fill my lantern with his Holy Spirit. Come on. I see you moving. I want, to, I, want him to, I want him to fill my, and right there in the bottom of that container, it's not much, Chef, but it's enough to illuminate for a while. And when you've used all that up, ask him to fill you back up so you can pour it out on another dark place. Tell your neighbor it's just a silly little lantern, but God's going to use it for something special. Just a silly little lantern. Little silly lantern. That's the way the world always looks at our stuff, don't they? Oh, yeah. Grindel, it's a silly, that's an old silly lantern. Tell the devil it still works, though. Amen. I can light that joker up and it'll be ready to roll. Just, just twist the wick up a little bit. I want to let my light shine. I want to be that, that square Christian that everybody makes fun of. Yeah, he, that pastor's still jingling his lantern. There he goes, he's jingling it around everywhere. Boy, isn't he a square? He's a square. He's a, he's a, he's a lantern jingling son of a gun, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you. Ask God to fill your lantern. Just ask God to just raise your hand right here and just say, God, fill me up, man. I need you to fill my lantern. I've been messing around. Just a lantern, silly little lantern, silly chair. You and your silly little lantern run around your little church. The world's going to think that your faith is silly. They don't like your faith. Some people don't even like, like that you're a Christian. Just tell them, too bad, man. I'm going to be around for a minute. Too bad, I'm a Christian. Too bad, I'm going to let my light shine. Me and my silly little lantern, we're going to run around everywhere and shine darkness. We're going to be kind to people. I'm a silly guy. 
Tell your neighbor, I've been mean too long. I'm done with mean. I'm going to pray for you, and then Mike's going to get you ready for the Lord's Supper. I believe it's going to be a special day, don't you? I'm going to take my little lantern out. Father God, for all the silly little lantern-toting Christians, I pray, Lord God, that that turns into the brightest light that this world has ever seen. Our silly little light's going to shine all over our house and all over our church, all over our city and all over our nation. Silly little lantern, silly little Christian, silly little Americans. Help us, Lord God, stand in the face of adversity. And Lord God, as we get ready to partake in the Lord's Supper, we want to be reminded clearly of all you've done at the cross at Calvary for us. As we give you the glory that we celebrate Labor Day with you, Lord God, and we labor for you. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people today say it, amen.